You are Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. Fantasy football all day, every day. What is up? Welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 28th. Willie and Derek here from Fantasy Football 24-7. You can hit me up on Twitter at WillieFF247. You can find Derek at Debro underscore FFB. And you can hit up the main page at FFB underscore 247. On today's show, we will talk, and we're shifting gears, and it feels damn good. We're going to talk some Week 13 games of the week, dive into some DFS targets, and then we're going to hit that championship mailbag. Derek, the playoffs are here, brother. No more talk. It's put up or shut up, man. Hell yes, man. It is put up or go home and cry in a freaking corner. I love this time of year, man, because the people that are still invested are in deep. So I I love this time of year. This is the time of year where all of your hard work for the fantasy season pays off in spades, man. All you got to do is get in, man. You got a chance. So just manage that roster. Hopefully you've, you've, uh, you know, made some good moves along the way and and we're going to be in for that final ride before we get started do not forget to get entered to win that signed earl campbell hall of fame edition jersey this year all you have to do to enter to win is rate and review us on itunes be sure to leave your twitter handle or your email in your review so we can get a hold of you all right let's shift gears brother fantasy games of the week i mean what better segment in terms of that we, we do this segment every week but we're talking week 13 which one of these games are you looking at and you know some of these matchups in the first round are going to be heavily influenced by this game. Oh, I absolutely believe it, man. The first game that I am looking at, and I am targeting all kinds of players in this one, is the Vikings versus the Patriots. The quarterbacks in this one, you have Tom Brady going up against a stout Minnesota Vikings defense. And Tom Brady has not been amazing this year. I know the name values there, QB. 14 on the year. This dude only has four games as a top 12 fantasy quarterback. So I know Xavier Rhodes is a little bit banged up in this one. If he's out, I don't see much of a difference in this one. You know, I mean, over, I've looked at the numbers. The pass success rate without Xavier Rhodes jumps from 15% to about 19%. But as far as you're talking about like, Yards per attempt, touchdown rates, all that kind of stuff. Whenever Xavier Rhodes is out, it's not a whole lot different considering the Vikings defense. So Brady, so I'm really curious, Willie, really quick name game, Brady or these other quarterbacks, who would you start this week? And part of this is, I mean, I talked about Xavier Rhodes, if he's in, if he's out, it's not as huge of a difference as maybe people would think Brady or Dak Prescott, who you got? I'm going Dak for sure. Brady or Baker Mayfield? I'm still going to lean Baker Mayfield there. Brady or Lamar Jackson? Who you got? I am going Lamar Jackson over all of those options. All right, man. And and that's kind of where I sit too. Brady is kind of, I mean, look, I, I think he has upside, but as far as his downside, dude, we just have not seen him perform insane this year like he has in years past. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's his entire offense. 
I put him as about a mid QB two, high end QB two this this week, and you just can't feel any better moving forward with him. As far as Kirk Cousins QB twelve on the season, this dude has been balling out fourth in completion percentage, fifth in passing yards. The only thing he is lacking is passing touchdowns. He's only had three games with two or more, and this is the game where he could get right and stack another three touchdowns. Coming off a huge game versus the Packers, love. Kirk Cousins this week as a top 12 option. On to the running backs, Sonny Michelle. I look at him as more of a low-end RB2 only because we know if the Patriots get in close that Sonny Michelle is the guy that is going to get the goal line looks. As far as James White and Rex Burkhead, who is supposedly back this week, both those dudes are flexes for me. I just I don't know how this shakes out. I think that if Rex Burkhead is back, even if he only plays a few snaps, that is going to eat into James White's role and not so much Sonny Michelle because we've seen this year Sonny Michelle is having to deal with eight or more men in the box because people know that if he is behind the quarterback, that he is going to run the ball. He's not a pass game option. Although he can catch passes, that's not what the Patriots have been doing with him. So, James White and Rex Burkett are nothing more than flexes for me this week, especially against a stout defense, which Minnesota has only given up seven, 75 rushing yards per game, 3.65 yards per carry, 0.2 rushing touchdowns per game, and only 51 receiving yards to running backs per game. So they are tough on the ground and through the air for running backs. Minnesota, I love some Dalvin Cook. You know it. I've been preaching it all year. The Patriots are middle of the pack in a lot of different areas. 91 rushing yards given up per game. You saw Dalvin Cook only amount to 13 touches last game, but you still saw the three targets had the touchdown through the air. I like him in this matchup. I think that really just kind of reassimilating him into this offense, and I feel like his volume is going to take up this week. As far as the wide receivers, Stefan Diggs and Thielen are must starts here. If you got to make me pick one of the two of them, I'm going to go with Thielen. And that's not just saying like, oh, he's been balling out the whole year, but it's all, a lot of it's matchup too. Uh, Adam Thielen is going to be taking on Jonathan Jones in the slot, who's been giving up 61% catch rate, four touchdowns on the season. He spent most of his time in man coverage allowing a 114 rating and three of his four touchdowns. And Thielen has just eaten up man coverage to a 106 rating and two out of his four touchdowns on the season. But both those options you are starting every single week. As far as the Patriots, Gordon, I like here. I think it's a smash spot for him. We've seen a high floor from him. He's at six plus targets in five of his last six games. Four of his last games out of those uh, six, he's had 70 or more yards. And this guy's back. He's had the 13th most receiving yards in the last few weeks, you know, week six through 12, when he really kind of took over this offense. And that might not sound like a lot, but that's right above Keenan Allen, just to give you some perspective. As far as Julian Edelman, he's a must start in this game. Dude's been averaging almost nine targets since he's been back with Brady. Four straight games of 71 or more yards. He is as 12 red zone targets in only seven games. I love him out of all of those wide receivers with the Patriots the most this week. On to tight ends, Kyle Rudolph. I know he's coming off a big game, but I think that's more of an outlier. I understand that the Patriots are giving up the fifth most points to fantasy tight ends, but dude, this is a Diggs and Thielen game or Dalvin Cook in the past game. 
I just don't see Kyle Rudolph doing a whole lot in this because look at it this way, Willie. Since week two, he's only had – last week was his first game above five targets and his first game since week two above 57 yards. So Kyle Rudolph is not seeing a lot of looks in this past game. As far as Gronk, dude, if you got Gronk, you're starting him. I understand the injury concerns. I understand that Minnesota is only giving up the 19th most points to fantasy tight ends, but it's Gronk, man. You don't have better options. There is nothing out there better on the waiver wire for you every single week. If you got him, he's active. You start him, and that's what the hell you do. Anything else I'm missing out of this game, Willie? No, man, I think you nailed it. I, I agree. This is going to have some huge implications on, on this first round of the playoffs all across the board. Uh, game I'm circling is the Sunday nighter, man. Chargers at the Steelers. Both of these offenses rank inside the top six in terms of yards per game, rank sixth and seventh in points per game. Uh, for the quarterbacks here, Big Ben currently ranks sixth on the season among quarterbacks in fantasy. Rivers not far behind in that nine slot. I, I like Big Ben over Rivers in this one. We know the weapons he has around him. He's averaging 368 passing yards over his past three games. Uh, he's also thrown eight touchdowns in that same span, scored multiple touchdowns in 63% of his games this season. The, the, look, there's no way around it. The matchup is tough, no doubt. Going up against a Chargers defense that is giving up the seventh fewest passing yards per game, the third fewest fantasy points to a poison quarterbacks. But, man, he's been solid at home. Just look at him. He's averaging 25 fantasy points per game in those matchups and has too many weapons around him to sit on the bench, man. Also worth noting here, he's averaging 42.9 pass attempts per game, which ranks top in the league. So the opportunity is going to be there. He's going to be slinging the rock. The weapons are there. He's at home. It's a night game. Uh, I, I feel great about Ben this week. Uh, for Phillip Rivers, he's going up against the Steelers defense that that was really bad early on, and we were keen on that as fantasy players. But they're really starting to play well, man. They have held each of the last three quarterbacks they have faced at home to under 15 fantasy points. I do expect to see a bump in the passing attempts in this one for Rivers uh, with, with more than likely Melvin Gordon sitting out here. Rivers currently ranks 27th in terms of attempts attempts per game among quarterbacks. I expect the Chargers to to really look to manufacture their run game through screens, dumps up, dump offs, try to get Eckler into some open space. They're really going to have to do that. I, I don't expect them to be running Eckler uh, the same way they do Melvin Gordon, or it's probably not going to work out that well. Also worth noting in this one, man, uh, that the seven of Rivers' 19 sacks have occurred over the past two weeks. And guess who just happens to lead the league in team sacks? That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really do think it comes down to uh, that that the offensive success of both Rivers and this offense will come down to how the Chargers' O-line can hold up against that pressure. Uh, For the running backs here, James Conner, coming off three straight games where where we would register these as mediocre, man. There's no way around that based on what we've seen him do uh, the, the, the rest of the season. But let's not forget the volume that we have seen this guy get. He's only averaging 15 touches in his last three games. In the previous four games before that, he was averaging 27 touches per game. I expect this touch count to be closer to that 27 than that 15 in this one. Uh, Chargers have been pretty good against the run this year. They did hold David Johnson to under 10 fantasy points last week, but a lot of that had to do with game script. 
Look, the week before, however, they did allow a top five finish to Philip Lindsay and the Broncos. So the monster game from Connor is absolutely in play here. Austin Eckler is going to be heavily owned in DFS. He's going to be in most people's lineups. I, look, and I love the guy as much as anyone else, but this is not a good matchup for him on paper. The Steelers have given up the 10th fewest rushing yards to running backs, the third fewest receptions, and the second fewest receiving yards to running backs on the year. Eckler is a, a RB2 play for me this week. Uh, Chargers seventh-round pick Justin Jackson also should get some some run in this one as well. Looked good last week, but he is absolutely not startable. In my opinion, onto the wide receivers. Antonio Brown owners, please stop panicking. Like you're you're too spoiled or something with this Antonio Brown. Man, it's it's Antonio fucking Brown. Calm down. You know what I'm saying? Still saw 13 targets last week, finished with nine catches. Should see a lot of Casey Hayward in this game. But look, I fear no cornerback. If I'm an Antonio Brown owner, feel great about rolling him out there every week. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, we know the monster that he is. My Probably my biggest miss on this entire season has been Juju. Matchup is not great against Desmond King, but there's no way you are fearing benching or you know anything with this guy. I saw 17 targets last week, went off for 189 yards. Fire him up with confidence. I will add Ryan Switzer has some sneaky uh, DFS upside. It's possible that Vance McDonald misses this week with that hip injury that he left last week's game with. Switzer saw a season high in snaps, lined up heavily in the slot, man. They, they lined up Juju on the outside. Uh, so we'll see how they plan to, to attack it. If they do not have McDonald this week, maybe they that opens up some opportunity for Switzer in the middle of the field. We'll see there. Uh, for the Chargers, Keenan Allen, my man, you know I love me some Keenan. Averaging seven receptions, 85 yards over his last four games. Also has three of his four touchdowns on the season in that span. Uh, worth noting that the Steelers are coming off giving up a number seven wide receiver finish to Emmanuel Sa- Sanders last week, who lines up in the slot 48% of the time. Keenan Allen, not far behind him, 44% of the time. For the other wide receivers, both Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, uh, they're both just touchdown or bust plays, man. That's really all they are. Mike scored you know, two touchdowns last week, but he still only saw four targets, had 25 receiving yards. So if you're rolling them out there, you just got you just got to pray to the fantasy gods that they don't they don't uh, come back to haunt you, man. For the tight ends, no one worth noting for the Chargers. Gates has only broken double-digit fantasy points twice this year, and I expect to see a lot of Virgil Green doing a lot of blocking and chipping in this one just to try to help Rivers uh, you know, buy all the time that he can get against his pass, pass rush. We talked about Vance McDonald earlier dealing with a hip injury, left last week's game. Look, even if he plays, I don't love him in this one. Derwin James has been huge in uh, helping limit tight end production this year for the Chargers. I am looking elsewhere if I'm a Vance McDonald owner. Uh, that, that's what I got on this one, man. I'm pumped for this game. I had huge you know, playoff implications on the line here. Both these teams, uh, we saw the Steelers you know, lose, lose a game to, to Denver last week. Chargers bounce back against the Cardinals. I'm very excited for this one, man. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm really curious to see what Justin Jackson does in this matchup. I mean, we saw Philip Lindsay have a good game last week versus the Steelers' run defense, and I was really surprised. So I'm curious what Jackson does in this one, and if that's more of just an outlier or just really just a feather in the cap for Philip Lindsay. So I, I, I'm curious, man. I really want to watch this game this week. Going to be a fun one, man. Sunday night football, you know, I'm going to be loving life, cheering hard for my bolts. Uh, all right, man, before we move on, 
let's talk about your favorite subject, man. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> our, fa- <laughs> our, our favorite ad of the week, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be rent ready whenever an opportunity arises. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On. All right, dude, let's move on. To some money time maybe you know if you're still if you're out of the playoffs and you're just a kick-ass listener of ours at least we can focus on some dfs here and you can you know maybe win some money this week and make it just a little less devastating that you're out of the playoffs derek who is your guy that you're targeting and then who is the stack of the week for you in this week 13 slate so i love Philip Lindsay kind of talked about him for a second when I was getting to the Steelers game. Yeah, I, I love him, man. He has got a plum matchup this week going against the Bengals, who are giving up 33.6 DK points every single game. You got to love that, man. I mean, the guy's been putting up numbers religiously all season the guy is only 5400 on DraftKings so you're not looking for a whole lot for him to pay off his value the guy has had look 79 or more rushing yards in four of his last five games five rushing touchdowns over those last five games and I talked about the Bengals rush defense or the lack thereof giving up 120 rush yards per game one rushing touchdown per game it's value all Day He's going to be locked and loaded in my GPP and my cash lineups this week. As far as my stack, dude, I got to be getting Jameis Winston up in here. And I I, I know everybody's going to just kind of go and wince whenever I say that. But as far as this guy, I mean, look, he is the quarterback seven. As far as DraftKings pricing goes, 6,000. Not killing you as far as the price goes. Going up against a Carolina Panthers pass defense, who did the last few weeks when they've played competent quarterbacks. So you look at last week, they gave up 339 and two touchdowns to Russell Wilson. The week before that, a depleted Lions passing offense. So you scratch that out. The week before that, 328, five touchdowns to Ben Roethlisberger. The week before that, to Flacco, which it's Flacco. You don't worry about that crap. And then Carson Wentz had 310 and two touchdowns. So you're talking about the last three out of the last five quarterbacks have gone for two or more passing touchdowns and over 300 yards, and you get the bonus on DK. That's lock button all day, dude. And as far as my stack with him, I'm going to pay down. It's going to be Adam Humphreys. And I know a lot of people do not. He's got a little bit more traffic, and people are talking about him more now that we're looking at waivers and all that kind of stuff for the year. But this guy has not gotten enough love for what he's been doing. Under the four games with, with uh, Jameis Winston under center, four targets, nine targets, 10 and six. He's averaging 7.25 targets in those four games. He is tied for the second in the team in red zone targets with seven. Last time they played the Carolina Panthers, the Carolina Panthers slot cornerback is 
absolute hot garbage. Adam Humphreys ate him up for eight catches, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. He caught both of his red zone targets for the touchdowns in that game. So I love this because especially if you want to talk about DFS strategy and stuff like that, are you stacking it? Well, if you believe that the point total is going to be there and the other team is going to do something versus the Panthers, they're going to put up points all day, man. So for the price, you run out Winston, you run out Adam Humphreys, and you run it back with Christian McCaffrey, and you smash and grab and take all the freaking money this week. What are you feeling, Willie? Who is your must-play player and your stack for the week? Well, my must-play is, is Lamar Jackson, dude. 5,900, eighth most expensive option, a quarterback on the Sunday slate. I'm all in, man. I'm I'm willing to pay that price all day. Look, I've heard people talking, and, and th- th- this is their argument. He hasn't even thrown for 200 yards yet, they say. But the dude has still put up over 20 fantasy points in both of his starts. So just imagine, let's 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 just go. Let, let, let's just imagine if he played a team that was giving up the eighth most passing yards and the third most passing touchdown to opposing quarterbacks. Hmm. Then let's say you add to that, he's facing a defense that has given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks on the year. It's getting pretty juicy this this dream of ours. But wait, there's more. He's going to face a defense that has given up the seventh most rushing yards and the third most rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks on the season. Welp, it's exactly here. It's here, man. That's exactly what this Atlanta defense has been doing up until this point. The defense has given up the fourth most points per game, and I'm jumping all in on Lamar Jackson, dude. I mean, look, the, the floor is as high as anybody's. We've seen that with the dude throwing for 150, 178, still putting up over 20 points. If he puts together a solid throwing performance, which is only a matter of time before he does so, that I mean, his ceiling is as high as any quarterback in fantasy. So if I'm playing DFS, that's the kind of guy I want to go after, man. I love it. I love the call, man, because he at that spot and his high rushing floor – He's cash game viable all day, dude, but his arm gives you the ability to also play him in tournaments and take down a freaking GPP if he balls out, chuck a deep passes. I love the call, man. Yeah, I mean, he's literally two two bombs away from throwing up 40 points. I mean, that's just the kind of talent this dude is. Uh, For the stack, I'm going – well, apparently we're feeling some Bronco love, man, going up against this Bengal defense. I'm going Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders, 5200 bucks for Keenum, uh, 17 quarterbacks or higher priced, 6300 for Emmanuel Sanders. A great matchup here for the Broncos offense. Bengals have been outscored 119 to 55 over their last three games, have given up two top five quarterback finishes and a top 13 finish over those games. We saw Mayfield last week absolutely torch this defense. Four touchdowns did most of that damage in the first half. And I'm going to couple him here up with uh, with Emmanuel Sanders, who bounced back nicely last week. Saw 12 targets for 86 yards and a touchdown. No other Broncos wide receiver saw more than four targets. He's the clear-cut guy there that Keenum is looking for. So I'm going to keep attacking this, this Bengals defense and DFS until they show some life, man. All right, dude, I'll- let's go ahead. I love the call, man, because, yeah, I'm big on Sanders this week because considering his target volume last week versus, dude, Mike Kelton is no freaking slouch in the slot for the Steelers. 
and Sanders balled out. So considering that, and he gets a better matchup this week, <laughs> wheels up, baby, for all the money. All right, brother, let's do it. Championship mailbag. We're going to break this in. We'll, we'll probably do this to finish out the year, kind of get questions that people are, are, are tossing around at this time. Uh, we'll start with at Kristen GN. Big Ben versus the Chargers or Andrew Luck versus Jacksonville. Who you got, D-Bro? Oof. Um, dude, I'm I'm going to go with Luck. I, I, I just – his weekly floor, it does not matter. Like, I know he just lost Jack Doyle. It doesn't matter, man. That dude is going to find a way to toss three or more touchdowns. I love his upside. I love his floor. I just – I love Luck this year. Who are you with? I'm actually going Big Ben a lot because of what I spoke to already with how he's performed at home. Night games, we know he just tends to go off the weapons around him. Uh, I really think there's some shootout potential in that game. I'm going to actually go Big Ben in that one. Uh, all right, next up, at Davy John 9, Cortland Sutton versus Cincinnati, Josh Reynolds versus the Lions, Adam Humphreys versus the Panthers, or Tyler Lockett versus the 49ers who you got um Lockett is going to be the definite sit because I think as long as Doug Baldwin is is active I think he is the one that's going to draw a lot of Richard Sherman so I'm going to that's the definite sit and as far as what is it so uh Humphreys and what are the other two options Sutton and Josh Reynolds dude I'm going to go with Reynolds on this one the Lions are just giving up they're giving up tons of points to, to opposing uh, fantasy wide receivers, quarterbacks every single week. And this is not just recency bias. I know I talked about my Adam Humphreys love, but Josh Reynolds has been stacking touchdowns. He is in an awesome offense. I think that Cooks probably draws the sleigh coverage in this one. So you look at uh, Woods and Reynolds are going to be the ones that kind of run free versus this craptastic secondary. Give me Reynolds. Who do you sit with? I'm actually going to go with Cortland Sutton here. A lot of it, of that stemming because of this Cincinnati game that, you know, this, this matchup that they have. Uh, I, I do think Cortland Sutton is, he is just, I mean, it's, he's due for a good game that a lot of us were hoping to get immediately when, when the Demarius Thomas trade went down, we know what kind of threat he is in the red zone. I expect the Broncos offense to, to really be able to keep things moving, even though they are not that great of an offense. I like Cortland Sutton. Uh, out of those options. All right, next up, at D underscore Leacott, Amari Cooper, Gus Edwards, or TJ Yeldon. Who are you rolling with? I'm going to go Edwards. I- I'm going to go Gus Bus. I'm hopping on the bus versus this Falcons run defense. I just feel like you have the run threat option of Lamar Jackson. I feel like they- that Gus Edwards stacks another 100 yards in this one and gets a touchdown. I don't like the other two options. I know Amari Cooper was the flame last week, but this week, dude, there's no way that he's not going to see shadow coverage from Marshawn Lattimore. There's just not any way because the the Cowboys don't have anybody else. Like the Saints know this is how you stop that passing attack. So I'm all on the bus. Give me Gus Bus in this one. Who who are you with? Hey, kid, if you're driving the bus, I am in the front row. I am on the (laughs) Gus, Gus Bus as well, baby. Look, the Atlanta Falcons are giving up the fourth most fantasy points Two running backs. Give, give me Gus. I totally agree with you, Amari Cooper. They are not going to just let him run wild. Uh, they saw last week's game tape. So, yes, I agree with you there. Last but not least, at Seth Ari tweets, pick two of these three 
Will man, it's this guy's this guy's in for some some rough sledding, man. W- Willie Sneed, John Ross, and John Brown. Who are you sitting out of those three? Oh, good God in heaven! Um, uh, you know what? I'm actually gonna sit John Brown in this one, and people are gonna say I'm crazy. The outside corners for the Falcons are better than the slot corners. Brian Poole in the slot for the Falcons is terrible he has been picked on all year by opposing uh offenses and if i have to we saw with jackson i want to say that off the top of my head willie sneed led the team in targets during jackson's first start so yeah john brown's gonna be the sit for me how about you he has to be the sit man he has a catch in in each of the last two games uh, with Lamar Jackson playing. So there's no way I am starting somebody that has not even been able to put up four fantasy points in a PPR league. 100% agree with you. John Brown is getting parked on the bench for me as well. All right, that is a wrap, man. You can find me on Twitter at WillieFF247. Be sure to hit up Derek at DBurl underscore FFB and find us on the main page at FFB underscore 247. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. We'll be back with some more action. Debro, we will catch you next time, brother. Hell yes, fan. For 24-7, we are out.